Yo, what's the deal, baby? This your boy, Uncle Luke, formerly of the Two Live Crew. You are listening to Pass It Down with Mike Silver and Natalie Silver. Natalie is the most beautiful young lady in this deal right here. Mike doesn't look so good, even though they're dad and daughter. It's the big show, baby. All right, well, when we last left Thomas Dimitrov, he had just relived the horror of the Falcons Super Bowl 51 collapse. And he had given us a great breakdown of the evolution of the relationship between Matt Ryan and Kyle Shanahan. I'm actually really glad you brought up Kyle Shanahan because I'm just curious, does he have a big decision regarding a quarterback coming up soon? I'm not sure. You're totally cheating because this is going to be discussed in this episode but first something for the fans in the back we have a crazier story coming up right now well i wanted you to go back and go get a super bowl victory in atlanta after that it was not to be but we did have an epic super bowl moment when the super bowl was in atlanta um a couple years later uh and you know thomas decided he was going to host me at his beautiful home in Buckhead and said, you know, you want to invite a couple of your people. Um, He knows my boss, John Marvel. So he was invited. And uh, I ended up going over there with Rhett Lewis and previous pass it down guest, my aftermath math host and James Palmer. And um, no, no Darlington. No, no Darlington. Uh, I didn't. I wanted to get invited again. <laughs> so, uh, so I. Um, it was incredible. Like he, we got to his house and no one was there. But he just kind of had a note or maybe texted and just said, "Hey, go on in." Had this like great bottle of wine waiting for us. And seven bottles of wine, by the way. Oh yeah, he had a wine. great bottle. It was very specific. And then he he was on his bike. Mm-hmm. picking up more wine and um <laughs> i i just what I, all i'll tell you is the wine we drank that night um was phenomenal and this man knows his wine he knows his wine I well don't. we we it's it's i mean you guys are from the a hotbed of of wine area in the in the world even even the french people would argue uh, for that point of course we don't need to get into that and all that stuff but the reality is yes I remember coming back and I had a, a bottle sitting there with you guys. I was toting this, all these bottles of wine on my bike. It was an e-bike, by the way, which, which I do believe in as much as I love fitness. E-bikes are great. A whole other story. Pull in and we're there. You know, we're just, it's, it was just a really good time. The Super Bowl was there, of course, in Atlanta. And we were having an opportunity to, to spend some time. We normally don't get a chance to spend time. Are you going to expound on this or not go any further on it, Michael? I mean, it sounds like there's something to expound upon. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I don't know what it is. Um, we'll ask. What is it? What else happened then? And, and will your boss be all right with telling the story? Well, I think he's going to have to be because he was kind of the hero of the story. So, Nally, imagine this, because you're the only person who, besides Thomas and the people there who has ever seen me zipline in Costa You saw me in Costa Rica. Well, mom and my brother. Yeah, so other than you guys. Best at, day of my life. I loved that. Yeah, she was kind of a daredevil. We needed her there. So Thomas has a zipline in his backyard. Dude. And, it, you know, we'd had some wine, and Thomas <laughs> was showing us his backyard. And he was like, you know, if you guys want to go um be my guest well i i think uh did i go first maybe you went first but understand this 
and I'm not, I'm going to play this. I'm not, I'm playing you down. I'm only, I'm only playing up coach Marvel on this because here's the reality. I get on and I show and, and I stand up on it. That's how you do it. You sit down when you first learn and then you stand up on it and you kind of surf it. Not the There's a tree, right? There's a tree, big tree right Wait, in the middle. There's a tree at the end. Wait, can someone describe the setup? Like, was this a dinky little zip line or? No, no, no. no. This is across, this is probably a, what, 70 foot? I mean, it's, it's, it's across the whole backyard of a, of a pretty extensive backyard uh, thing through the back area. So it's, yeah, it's it goes you you fly and it was it was a downward you know and there's deal. a and giant tree right in the middle and what's the me- the the braking mechanism so uh, the braking mechanism is i have my climbing buddies from a local gym come in and have it all it, it's safe but by the way natalie i didn't have anyone sign and after you hear the story i should have had waivers signed and i'm thinking who in the hell signs waivers? Oh, oh, okay so so i'll do it quickly i know myself and I sat down because I understand my propensity for, you know, for calamity in that situation. Unfortunately, I immediately got turned around and was headed right to this tree <laughs> backwards by the. Gl- well, how would going toward it forwards just, be less catastrophic? It wouldn't. But I just didn't know if I was going to live or not. Yeah, so you don't know. Going to the tree, finish the zip line, heart racing. It was not a good look, but I, I lived. Rhett and James went and were both standing and really good. Okay. Like standing, expert, bold, dodged the tree, stuck the landing, and I was really impressed. Oh, so the tree isn't the end of it. It's just something you <laughs> Yeah. Well, the- there's a there's a middle of a tree, two trees on the side. You go through these trees. At the very end, it bumpers. We have a bumper set up on a tree that's massive. But there's a bungee cord, too, that's set up with carabiners and climbing gear that has it all set up to make you think you're going into the tree. But in the end, you know, you're not. Well, well, now, so Marvel goes last. And I was really surprised because two things happened. Number one, he was the best of all of them. He was standing. He was bold. He was amazing. Wait, wait, before you go further, he jumped up. I mean, I thought Marvel was going to say, nah, dude, you know, just I didn't know. He jumped up with alacrity. Good word. And I'm looking and we're all like, that is really good, boss, man. And it was slow motion. All of a sudden we hear and then it's like and we hear thud. We all look at each other and we're like, oh, my God, he's dead. He was lying there. No. I thought he broke his neck. Oh, my God. I was like, waiver? No, I was worried about him. I wasn't worried his about the waiver. His landing was, he was A-plus until the landing, and then Thomas is not exaggerating, straight down. Onto and what? Was onto, that- like, pu- you know, dirt, but leaves and branches, and we were just, we were, we were blown away. And all of a sudden, we walked down there, and he, remember, he was like, because uh, he had broken a rib, you know how that is. Oh, he we did. Like, Turns out, oh, he yeah, broke, he literally broke a rib. Broke a rib. <laughs> oh. Are you guys wearing helmets? Um, I don't remember. I don't think so. What's that? Did we what? Did we have helmets? Did we have a helmet on? No, we didn't have helmets. No, <laughs> we didn't. But but what's amazing is Marvel like kind of gets up like he can shake it off. Um, we tell it, we tell you it's fine. We end up at this place where we're playing shuffleboard and we're drinking beers and he's just like, 
get me some beers, get me some Motrin. Calls me the next day and he can't move. He's in his room and he ends up going to the doctor and sure enough has like a cracked back and broken a ribs. cracked back? Yeah, it was not a good. But it, he's it was not. It was yeah, not good. <laughs> and, and honestly, I will say this. This was not. I mean, I will stand for uh, right now, Michael. I never have thought this was because of excess of alcohol drinking no, or wine drinking. I, no, it was I don't. He was not alcohol. in. A, he was completely. You know, we were having a good time, of course, but he wasn't. You know, we hadn't finished the seven bottles of the time we were up there. It wasn't like, you know, anything like that. It was just the timing. It was just crazy. And he did get up like a trooper after he got his breath. So we got to give him, we got to, we got to, we got to give him his kudos. I can't believe I haven't heard that story. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, I think you would have been both proud of me for knowing my limitations and appalled at how quickly I was in harm's way going backwards from the jump. Was this post when we ziplined in Costa Rica? I must have been. Because I know we're going to have to have mom on here at some point. Yeah, because if it hadn't been put, Costa Rica, we were up like, a million miles in the air and where is your mom is leslie is she there right now um, you bring, her in? You bring her on bring her on please right, let's come get on I, um, I need her to talk about uh i need her to I talk think, about your zipline I, I think like i knew when we were doing it in costa rica like this is amazing but this will be the only time i do this in my life like i you know i'm not a skydiver like i, I know I used to be brave before I had kids. I don't know. Did you get a lot less brave once you had children? No, but, but, and I always say that not to be a tough guy. I don't know. Sometimes I, I think I, I mean, there are certain things I don't do the same way. Um, maybe the other day, have you ever seen the one wheels, by the way, you know what a one wheel is? No. Is that like a with, unicycle? It's, it's like a board with a wheel in the middle of it. And it's the closest thing to snowboarding. They're called oh. one wheels. They're out of Santa Cruz. Unbelievable. You can do it. And I was in a parking lot and it's the closest thing to snowboarding. So in Atlanta, my kids and I, who are both snowboarders, we do it just to get ourselves used to the field, you know, to get ourselves used to the field. I have have exciting news for you, Thomas, making her. Hi. Well, that was her debut because she railed Matt LaFleur. She did. She gave him, she asked him some very hard questions. You railed Matt LaFleur? Really? She, she really, she, about, about a quarterback. Her sons, my, my sons are big Packer fans and we, I was here for the draft, of course, although I had virtual access to Dave Caldwell's uh, war room. But yeah. when Jordan Love was picked, it was not a real popular pick in our household. And <laughs> Leslie has since demanded answers. Is that fair? All I did was I just tried to get Matt to be honest with me about <laughs> how he really felt about that trade. That's all I did. It wasn't that bad. And did he, was he honest? <sighs> Yeah, I don't know that he wasn't honest. It's just that he answered the question a couple of times and Leslie was in the, she and Natalie were driving and Leslie's like, Matt, you still haven't answered my question. He was trying to, he was trying not to answer the question and I was trying really hard to get him to answer the question. I mean, it would would be like if Dan Quinn might not have been completely the driving force behind one of your picks and was then being harassed by the wife of a journalist on a podcast <laughs> about, you know, yes. I know you hated this pick. But just, I get it. Thomas has a question for you. Wait, but let's just say, I think we all know how he really feels. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yes, I'm sure. We do know that. Um, I am not commenting on anything. <laughs> so let, can I ask you a question, Leslie? Okay. So let's talk zip lines, uh, husband's prowess, zip line prowess. 
And I, I mean, first of all, I would say, I thought you were going to rail me because I actually let him, albeit sit on the zip line. He actually zip lined on my property and uh, he, he had a little bit of wine in his system. And uh, that probably wasn't the nicest thing for me to do. And I didn't have him sign a, a, a waiver, by the way. Um, so you guys probably could have sued the heck out of me if, if something happened. But if I had um, died, you might have... I think I've heard this story. Yeah, well, John, it's Marvel. a crazy story <laughs> because we were talking about John Marble. But but the, the reality is, I want to know, did did Michael when he was in, would you say Costa Rica? Yes. Yeah. Did did you yell like you have a deep voice? Did everyone across the entire campus hear you? And how did he look? Did he do it? Did you do it? He looked good. He looked great. Ah. Yeah. He was not the, I, I, I felt like it was one of my um, kind of low points in terms of parenting decision that I was actually the one that drove this decision. Like I made the reservations and, and it was kind of off the grid and it ended up, we realized really? after you, after you're out there and you're at the point of no return where you can't get back unless you continue to do like all the zip lines, you realize this is kind of a sketch operation. Yeah, we definitely didn't sign a waiver there we either. Didn't sign a waiver. <laughs> no. And I'm like, oh, we're going to be the family that dies on this thing as they write about us because it was, no. I kid you not, we went on this one and it was. I don't think I'm going to exaggerate. I think they brag is like the highest zip line. I think we were like a, a, a mile above the ground. It was really high. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm done. I'm out. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. You have to do like two or three more because we can't get you back. So we get to this one and we had to climb up this, these wooden <laughs> stairs to get yes. on. And my youngest son, they're like, oh, he doesn't weigh enough. He's going to get stuck out in the middle of this thing. <laughs> Holy, this um, would be bad. And the, everyone else had to go head first, which they called Superman. So the momentum yeah. of their body, otherwise they're going to get stuck out. It's like a mile long, a mile high. And I'm like, <laughs> and so they're like, you got to strap your son to you because then you guys will weigh enough. Otherwise you, you won't make it across. <laughs> you won't make and it. I literally started crying. I'm like, no, I, I'm gonna, we're going to die. And so we just, anyway, we went for it. And I told my son, okay, don't look down. Just look at me. <laughs> Tom, we made it. Thomas, that is that is abusive parent stuff. I'm sorry. Like that's no, no, really. And, and and I'll tell you, since that time, I have um, I met someone who um, was at a resort and didn't do that, but a resort in somewhere in South America, and they did this scaling down a waterfall thing and fell and broke his back. And anyway, he's okay. He, he marveled. He John marveled. He's okay. But he said <laughs> they had to get lawyer. lawyers involved. And there's a there's lawyers that specialize exactly in these kinds of things. They're like, you should never, ever, ever sign up to do any of those adventure things at resorts when you're in third world countries. They're all dangerous. Never do that. <laughs> That's a great bit of education. I, I, I'll, I'll also, since we're on the subject, on our honeymoon, Thomas, so we decided to go to Ecuador and Venezuela back in 1991. And we were way more adventurous. And we did things like hiking through a waterfall. I mean, really crazy stuff. But there was this one bus we tried to take, and it was you know, not a very regulated uh, terrain, uh, rocky road up in the mountains of Ecuador and a pouring rainy night and the bus got stuck in the rocks and couldn't make it. But at one point, things got so bad. There was an Australian we had met and his mother was crying and screaming, I didn't want to die. 
And uh, we didn't get nervous until the actual Ecuadorians started crying in the back of the bus. And then and you knew. You knew. Yeah, we tried to jump out of the bus and there was we, water. We did jump out of the bus. No, we, we couldn't because there was water gushing under the wheels. <laughs> oh, we survived that one too. Here we are. All right, I, will talk here about, I don't want to um, co opt here. The podcast. Favorite. Yeah. You want to ask him any controversial questions? Uh, you know, you, you want to ask him. Uh, did, I ask, did I think I was going to get fired? Why did I get fired? No, none of that. Um, Leave that for your daughter to ask. He thinks the Packers should have traded up for Jordan Love. Okay, ask, no, I don't know. Ask I, this one. Who's Kyle going to draft? Yeah, who's Ky- you know Kyle Shannon. Who's Kyle going to draft? At <laughs> I don't want to get in any trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, what I do know is Kyle has an unbelievable understanding of his offense. He knows exactly what he wants at positions uh, offensively, offensively, of course, and I, I noted that when he was the offensive coordinator for us. And he's, he's very adept at doing such when it comes to his, you know, when it comes to his world. So I would suggest that this is, uh, if it is a quarterback, it's a quarterback that definitely has movement skills and athleticism to them, as well as, you know, a strong arm, kind of whole package stuff. And uh, Kyle knows that he can, in his mind, he believes. And, and I think a lot of people have confidence that he's going to take whatever quarterback is there that he decides to take is going to, you know, it's going to be very, very productive in his system and have a really good chance to win. So, you know, his system, there's talk. Well, Mac Jones might be a guy who can execute his system flawlessly. There's talk. Well, Justin Fields and Trey Lance have this, you know, new dimension that, you know, like get inside his head because I've obviously tried to. What's your gut feeling if you had to guess? I think it'll be interesting to see the whole, like when it comes down to, you know, Mac Jones and, and, and Fields and Justin Fields. Cause I know they're, they're different for sure. The Trey Lance thing. I, I don't, I don't know. I think there's, there's though he is, you know, possesses certain qualities. I just would be really interested to see if it comes down to the two that I said at the very beginning, because there are some legit differences between them. You now, how does he, how does he work through that? Um, so if you were, if it were you and it were that 49ers team and it were Fields or Jones, I know you haven't totally broken it down. Which way yeah. would you go in leaning? I, you know, I can't answer that one because I, I love the idea of Mac, you know, Jones and what he's done, you know, as far as systems. And he's very, he, he gets the system and he's performed unbelievably. And yet the excitement of what, you know, Justin Fields is about is something that is, is hard for me to, to, to put aside after, of course, the number one. You didn't ask me about the fact that the, the Jaguars would trade back to three, did you? No, I'm assuming Jaguars are taking <laughs> Trevor Lawrence and the Jets are taking Zach Wilson. It just makes it simpler. Yeah. Okay. And then the fourth pick, Leslie, is Thomas's former team, the team that unfortunately fired him after a great run last season, the Atlanta Falcons. Do you want to ask Thomas anything about that? I'll let you. I'll let you take it. It's fine. You sure? It seems like your type of question. <laughs> should they take a quarterback or not, or what? Yeah. Well, are they going to? Should they? Should the Falcons trade out, um, take a quarterback, and if so, which one would you take? Not knowing exactly who's gone, but what would you be looking at? Or should they take a non-quarterback, like say? you know, the Oregon tackle or the Florida tight end or one of the receivers. 
Okay, I would. You want to ask the question, Leslie? Leslie, or do you want all of that? I just what he what he said. Just what he said. Okay, let me start off first by saying, um, I believe humbly that that offense has a lot of firepower still. I'm talking about in the positions that Matt will be throwing to. They do need, of course, a running back, but they can build around some of the tight end situation they have. Of course, they have stellar stellar um, receivers. I think they have a good offensive line that they can continue to build, even though your buddy and mine, Alex Mack, is no longer there. I'm, I'm not a real fan of uh, Alex leaving that city because I, I made the mistake, by the way, with Todd McClure way back. Oh, yeah. I moved him earlier than he should have been moved. And remember, I took a ton of heat. We draft Peter Kahn's in the yep. second round, and it was a bust. Yep. And uh, we didn't have a center that Matt Ryan was, you know – uh, you know, jiving jive with, so to speak. So, uh, or so or vibing with, so to speak. So, I would say right now they have a lot of talent. When people start talking about receiver or a really good tight end that's like a receiver, that's complicated for me. The idea of looking back and see what's seeing what's there as a as you know trading up. I just don't know how many people are truly going to trade up for how much it would cost in that you know 10, 11, 12 area up to to four. Now, you know, we also have seen some other teams there, i.e. Detroit. We know that situation, which I know you feel personally, uh, you know, and strongly about. But we won't get into that, or maybe we will. And, you know, you have what, you have what happened with Carolina, of course. So are they really going to move up? So that has to be worth a lot of booty for, for you to move back. So you're sitting there. I do believe there are benefits to have a quarterback in there with Matt Ryan. I've always said this. I think Matt Ryan can still win and win big, get the right offensive system around him, the right play calling and situation. I think he can win a Super Bowl still. That said, like Aaron Rodgers, to your to, you know, you guys are so fond of Aaron. Now, I don't think it would be four years, but have someone around Matt Ryan for two or three years or two years, I think they'd be really, really game ready after being around someone who is as incredibly talented at that position as Matt Ryan. And, and I know this, but I want to hear you say it. People, people have, I've seen it even on my Twitter recently. You were not, it's not like you weren't open to looking at a quarterback the last couple of drafts before this one, when you were there, correct? No, we, we always kept our mind on, you know, you have to be open. We didn't specifically go out and were, weren't hunting for someone because we were all in on that. No question about it. Of course, even the most recent contract when people say, wow, you guys, you guys have it set up where if, if you tried to trade him or release him, there's all this dead money. Yeah, because both he and Julio were in it for the long haul with us. That's what we that's how we did the contracts. So, yeah, I have to be open minded as a team builder and as a general manager, a former general manager. I can't believe I say that sometimes to be open to something happening. And all of a sudden you're sitting there and for some reason, something happened and you have someone sitting in your lap, uh, especially over, you know, as, as, as your quarterback starts to get into his, you know, 30s, 31, 32, 33, 34. I mean, that's an important time to keep your eye on everything because as a GM and a team builder, last thing, you have to think about the future of the organization. Um, I'm going to let you go because I know you have important things to do, but if and when we are at Thomas's house in Atlanta, um, what will you zip line and will you do it standing up? Unlike the cowardly way that I did it sitting down. Absolutely. Nice. He, he 
if you give me a glass of wine beforehand, how's that <laughs> well, I don't think you're allowed to walk into his house without getting a glass of wine. No, I think so. But as as you came on to set, you know, I'm, I'm a, I have a visual, right? I'm, my background, my, I'm proud of my ability to evaluate movement and ta- athletic ability and athleticism. And I can see athleticism in your entree. So I think you'll be fine standing up. Michael, I've not gotten a chance to really see you, you know, your movement, but you've told me that golf aside, that you have athletic ability and movement about you. No, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a hustle guy and I see things well. And I think I've, I'm, I'm a good, uh, you know, I'm good energy and I was a pretty good basketball player. Okay. You know, ham handed soccer player with no touch, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I, I lack courage and um and elite physical skills okay then to that point before leslie is i will ask her this question directly knowing what michael is as an athlete and as a basketball player if he were to be going one-on-one with your father-in-law who has had played basketball up through 70 years i heard recently who would win in a, in a game of one-on-one oh, i gotta go with my father-in-law he actually, I hope he's listening he to actually did yeah. beat, beat me yeah. at an embarrassing age gap. Like I was in my, I think I was in my four, early forties and he was in his, you know, late sixties and he, I played hard and he did beat me. So well, you know, t- we traded energy bars just so you know. So I know that he's got oh, a did. healthy yeah. element. Yeah. To Cause my father-in-law is also a dear friend of mine and Excellent. he is also, are you surprised though that they had a, a, I did not a know thing that. about energy bars? I did not yeah. know that, but it does not surprise me that my father-in-law Steve had a thing about energy bars. We yeah, just, <laughs> I just shipped him a huge box of somersaults. Do you know somersaults? What are somersaults? No, I think they, we may be sending him some yeah. of some okay. somersaults. Yeah, these little crackers. Typical thing crackers. you would like that, like you know, is so dry. Okay, before I now that we not laden with beef. What do you think of what they? do you think of what do you think of shortbread? Because we have a big oh divide God. in our family. Do you do you like shortbread? I honestly, over many years of being vegan, and even now that I'm pescatarian, I have a hard time with strong butter taste. And usually shortbread has too much butteriness to me. Though I like Chardonnay with a little bit of butter. Right. All right. I'm just going to give you my very short description of shortbread. Sweet (laughs) chalk. I am not a fan of shortbread. But but I like chocolate. I love chocolate. So, yeah, chalk. I yeah, like, I mean, chocolate. I like chalk. I do not like I for me to eat shortbread like at the dentist, you know, when they give you that thing that perpetually squirts in your mouth. Yeah. That's what I would need to consider. <laughs> Very nice to meet you virtually. I'll take you up on the zip line yep. and offer it at some point. It'll be great. Thank you, Leslie. I appreciate it. Me on to your show. Thank right. you. We we have had you for so long, but we're going to make you since we're obviously doing a two part episode here. This is this is clearly into part two. We're going to make you (laughs) on this note um, because I want to get it on record before we have Dave Caldwell on the podcast later on. Um, You got the job in Atlanta. You have this really cool house in the hills up in in Buckhead. You had um, with kind of a narrow driveway. Dave was, I can't remember what his job was at the time, but tell us the story about Dave Caldwell's unfortunate driving mishap on your property. Well, I mean, you know, Dave was a, was a 
a, a confidant of mine, of course, someone that I respected over the years of scouting together. And he was our, he was our um, director of college scouting at the time. And we were having some sort of, uh, I don't know, scale down soiree. And, and he was in there and we had a few people in there and, and Dave, of course, Dave, you know, Dave, Dave's just a good dude. And he, he enjoys the time when we're all together and I won't talk about anything about, you know, how many glasses of wine he would have or anything. I'll let him comment on that. He might've been sober, which would make it even worse that he was backing the hell out of my driveway with two really nice stone pillars that held a really nice gate together that kept all the riffraff, uh, so-called riffraff in the surrounding areas of Buckhead. I'm being facetious, of course, there's not that much riffraff, but it made it look like that. All of a sudden he rams into and takes out one of the pillars the, the really nice brick, uh, bricked pillars. Uh, and we were without gate and security. My wife at the time, ex now, and my, my children, my son at the time, we were, we were really worried about our security after a little stupid mishap that happened with Dave not being able to gauge backing out of my place. So, so how did he tell you, his boss, how did he let you know that this had happened? How did that go? I think I, if, if I recall, and I, he has to tell me, I thought he left me a check for $500. I'm like, $500. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was something like that. Or he told me, look, I'll give you $500. I thought it was a check. At least that's what makes the story sound well. And I opened it up and I'm like, are you kidding me? Don't even bother with this. He's not even going to touch it. Did he just leave it where the pillar used to be, or did he come back up and go, hey, man, um, so the thing that happened was... No, I think he tried to get get away with it, first of all. That's what I think. I think after the fact, he realized, I can't, I can't like, hit and run this. So I think the next day, this is the way I like to see it, it probably wasn't it, that it was on my desk the next morning, like, hey, just so you know. So, But then, funny enough, and I'll leave you with this, the other day I have Steve Sabo, who's the director of college scout or director of personnel for the Atlanta Falcons who worked with me for many years. He leaves of a night of having uh, a couple uh, glasses of tequila and uh, he backs out, texts me, Hey man, I hit your, your mailbox, which is another brick mailbox. He said, I'm so sorry. I know the smacks of Dave Caldwell 12 <laughs> years ago, but I don't know what the heck is going on, but I owe you money. And I was like, gotta be kidding me again. So, so that wasn't an April fool's that literally happened again. That happened. I went out and I could piece it together. So Steve wasn't responsible for any massive demise to the house. So <laughs> I feel like of all, like I've actually caused relatively little damage at his house though. I did bring a guest over who almost, broke a rib. Yeah. You almost killed your friend. Yeah. My boss. Yeah. <laughs> Which would have been awkward did, too. Did Dan zipline when he was over? What did what? Oh yeah, did Dave zipline? Dave did Dave? No, he. This was at a different house. So uh, there yeah, was two was houses there. being destructed. You know, kind of, kind of like deconstructed, so to speak, by two personnel men. I, I don't know. And the the funny thing about personnel guys, and I would say this about both of those guys, and I love them dearly, Dave Caldwell and Steve Sabo, who are really good, you know, personnel men. They're crazy drivers. And I hate to say that. I think because you drive so much, I felt the same way. All of us who scout think we're like the best at maneuvering around cities and such. But, you know, you know, needless to say, it's usually fast. 
And it's usually, there's a lot of assumptions in the drive is the way I look at it. Like, yeah, it's kind of there, but I think I can squeeze through or squeeze out. But yeah, good stories. Has Doug Hendrickson ever ziplined at the house? No, I wanted him to. You know, Doug's long and lean yeah. and he would do it. He would do it. You know who would kick his ass on the zip line, though? One of the most athletic and really, really good, uh, um, you know, just her whole presence is his wife, Shiloh, who's an yes. attorney yes. and very smart and would kick his ass going down the zip line. Yeah, you I, know that. I'd put my money on Shiloh on that. Um, Jeff Callen on the zip line, that could be interesting, you know, if we, we went <laughs> with that. Yeah, you, that, Natalie knows Jeff Callen. He's well, the energy rock and roll. I think you didn't bring up Darlington, and Darlington, I think, could handle it. But I don't know. Darlington might be in a different spot of the house. He probably might not have made his way out to the zip line. And I will say this. If Darlington took an unfortunate uh, spill like Marvel, I don't know if he's getting up. There's not a lot. No, I, Darlington. He's, a, he's, not a, he's not a very, you know, thick guy. That's right. I think you're probably right. So thank God he didn't show up that night. Well, we have learned so much on this podcast and not all of it about football, but certainly that's what I'm here for. <laughs> and yes, we thank you for joining us. Um, it's the, it's the most time you've had before a draft in a while. And probably there will be future years where you are totally slammed, but we're, we're just taking advantage of this moment of time. Well, this was great. And I, I will say thank you guys a lot. And Natalie, great to meet you. Um, you know, you guys, you guys, I love this idea and I love the interaction. And, uh, you know, again, to your point, I've never had this much free time. I've been on mountains snowboarding my butt off. I've been on mountain bikes and gravel bikes and doing all this stuff. And I'm in Boulder right now, uh, if I may. And uh, I'm just saying, like, it feels right at this point. I'm missing it. And hopefully I'll be involved one way or another, you know, uh, commenting on it or analyzing the draft at the end of the you know, last three days or the end of this month. But We'll see how that plays out. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I'm hoping that Thomas and I can get on the screen together uh, in short order. And I'm hoping that there could be like maybe a little zip line segment in our future where we <laughs> kind of break down the draft prospects and how they might, you know, how the, how their agility might be on the zip line. By the way, well, just, look, brother. just to clarify that like I – loved zip lining i don't want it to come off that our family sucks. yeah yeah tell, actually as we leave tell thomas the thing you did at, at the zip line oh, place yeah, no, greg and robbie or greg and i um just did one of those tarzan jumps where you jump off of the oh yeah ledge which was really fun but it was funny because i was super excited super eager to do it i kind of forced greg to do it with me i tried to get my mom and robbie to do it they were like no you were like no and greg i could tell he was on the line and i was like come on dude, don't make me do this long. So I go first and I kept asking, or I was like, Oh, can I go? And like, and they're like, no, 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 you'll know. We'll tell you, we'll tell you. And finally the gate opens and it's just a bunch of trees and I'm attached to a bungee and there's like a noise and I jump. And as soon as I jump, they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, and then I live, obviously, and I look up and they're just laughing at me and they're like, oh, that's a scary you? feeling. You must have like right at that moment, you must have. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's crazy to hear. And I will say, you know, in football, this is a good ending. We always take pride as personnel evaluators at the core that we can project the really good personnel men and people are the ones that can project. We project to, you know, from small colleges to, you know, NFL and different positions. Can we truly use zip lining as a projection? 
in our evaluation. Let's see. I don't know if NFL Network, if they ever had us on together, they'd buy that. But who knows? Maybe. I could see NFL Network actually, you know, filming people on the zip line. And then that, could, you know, that, that could take a, a turn, I think, because, you know, Rhett Lewis hosting while on the zip line. You know, now that's that's good television. <laughs> <laughs>